0: ribbon meandering to eternity, at times empty, silent, pierced only by the rumble of a lonely engine, at times jammed with the buzz of thousands, darting in panic, a cacophony of noise that serves as the background to another grueling day. The road. It's why we rise with the dawn. It's our office, our life, and these are our stories.
1: It's long hours, it's hard work, it's away from your family on the road, and I think as an industry, we truly are trying to navigate how to make it a more life-friendly experience to work in.
0: This is Shifting Gears, the future of professional trucking. A presentation of the Alberta Motor Transport Association. The AMTA brings the energy and expertise needed to help create continuous improvement in the trucking industry. From safety issues, driver training, regulations, platooning, research, workplace support, and many other aspects of the trucking industry, the AMTA is a vibrant collective of industry professionals with a vision to make life better for the thousands of people who have made trucking their life choice.
2: I got my start in 1978. October the 16th, at 10 o'clock in the morning, I walked out of the DMV here in Calgary with a commercial driver's license. And at noon, I backed under a load of slabs at Convors in Calgary and drove to Lethbridge to the university.
0: In this first episode, Drivers Wanted, brought to you by ClearMe, Canada's premier COVID-19 and rapid diagnostics testing platform. We'll find out why the trucking industry is struggling to find people. Canada's trucking and logistics industry is growing. It's hard to overstate the critical importance of the industry to Canada's economy. Yet shortages of drivers and mechanics put this industry at risk. Addressing this issue is Jude Groves, chairman of the board of the Alberta Motor Transport Association. We'll also hear from Doug Sutherland, chair of the Canadian Trucking Alliance's Blue Ribbon Task Force on driver shortage. And we'll gain insight from Dale Howard, a veteran instructor who has seen countless changes over his four decades behind the wheel. Jude Groves, board chair for the AMTA, has been involved in the trucking industry for decades, serving as a safety and crisis management professional, trainer and spokesperson. He shared his views about the driver shortage issue and the public perception toward the trucking industry. When you
1: press pause on what's happening in your life and you look around, you'd be hard pressed to find something in your immediate surroundings or your day-to-day life that didn't arrive in your life on the back of a truck. And the folks that understand that have a much different perception of the industry than the folks that don't. One of the positives is that the supply chain challenges we have experienced have put a spotlight on just what that contribution is of trucking to our society. While I would say we have some areas to improve in terms of perception, we also have some huge wins in terms of the education that we've been focused on to remind folks that it literally did show up on a truck. And we've gone through this romantic space from the 60s and the 70s, the image of trucking in movies and on TV shows and whatnot, through to... A space where people look at it as potential of a fallback career. You know, I have a commercial license just in case I I need something to do. Well, you know, it truly is a profession and it's a specialized profession at that. And we need to support and get back to that point where people see trucking in a positive light and see the huge contribution that we have in supply chain logistics and everyday life. When you look at our overall GDP in Alberta, 51.7% of our GDP is moved to or from a market on the back of a truck.
0: Staring ahead, his thoughts meander like a twisted river. While he steers 80,000 pounds of metal toward its destination, The melancholy notes of a classic song snap his mind back to a warm summer day. He sees his kids playing in the yard, as his wife entertains friends, while he flips burgers one final time before they reach perfection. He misses his family. The music is turned up in an effort to drown out the storm. A single goal in mind, he presses on. He chose Long Haul, or did it choose him? Pulling back the curtain to see what the trucking industry today is really like, Jude provides insight into working conditions and why long haul jobs are tougher to fill.
1: It totally depends on what area of the industry you're working in. If we had 20,000 drivers tomorrow, could we put them to work? Absolutely. Are they all in specific segments of the industry? No, they're balanced around within different areas. Primarily, long-haul intercity is the hardest area to hire for. Finding those operators that are willing to take those extended runs, that means a portion of a life on the road. The other challenge that we have is more prevalent north of the border than south is the caliber and quality of rest stops that our folks have access to. When you're south of the border, there's a huge difference because they have the population, they have the traffic, they have the ability to commercialize rest stops within their transportation network that have all of the amenities that a driver needs, whether it's restaurants, bathrooms, showers, etc., etc. Whereas in Canada, you're limited in where and how many of those exist within our transportation network. So that's one of those areas that... We as society most definitely need to pull our socks up on and and recognize that there are people that rely on that as their vocation. You don't show up at a workplace and ask in your job interview if they have a bathroom where they work. So why do we put truckers through that? It's long hours, it's hard work, it's away from your family on the road. And I think as an industry, we truly are trying to navigate how to make it a more... Life-friendly experience to work at. Living in the back of a truck on the road might be fun for the first week or two that you're in the industry, but beyond that, it presents challenges. Whether it's seeing your kids, and well, technology and is a great thing, and you can FaceTime, and we've all had the the joys of doing that. We need to find that middle ground.
0: Nothing compares to the allure of the open road, the freedom. The adventure of steering towards the swaying palm trees of Southern California. Bundled against the bitter winds of a prairie winter, you roll out. The sun's warmth ahead. Icicles fading in the rearview mirror. So, why is it a struggle to get young people to look at trucking as a career?
1: It's one of the challenges that we've had in working in one of the most highly regulated spaces in the Canadian workplace. and having to follow the rules and guidelines that are set out within the insurance markets. So, you know, the standard question is, are you 25 years old with three years of experience? And that's what happens when you apply for a job in a trucking company. At the end of the day, we live with the covenants that we have to be within for our insurance markets. And that really is what drives that conversation around. Not only are we able to attract the younger worker, but can we hire them? Go see the open road. It's romanticizing that opportunity and really invigorating that younger worker to say, This is an amazing industry to get a career in. You can do so many things, and it truly is limited by your imagination in terms of where you want to go and what you want to do. But the problem that we have is by the time they meet those conventional requirements to come into our industry today, they're 28 who sat around looking for their first job until they were 28. By that point, you've already got a career, you've already started down that road, whether it's conventional college, blue collar, white collar, whatever, but you figured out what you're gonna do, at least for that first chapter.
0: The Alberta Motor Transport Association collaborated with other associations across Canada to launch an ambitious social media and public relations campaign to help combat stereotypes educate and improve the image of the industry and to recruit young people to think about transportation as a viable career choice.
1: That's entirely focused on educating on the image of the industry and more so what industry is doing to drive that change in image. Whether it's highlighting the technical opportunities within IT departments, within planning and operations, safety, what brought me into the industry, training or maintenance. The industry evolved so much over the years and truly is one of those sectors that hasn't had the spotlight turned on it in a positive light to highlight just what it is to be a member of the transportation, logistics and supply chain community. We work with the other provincial associations, Canadian Trucking Alliance. We've got a very close working relationship with the other prairie trucking associations, so Saskatchewan, Manitoba, B.C. You know, and, and are trying to collaborate where we can in terms of the programs we develop. One of the other areas that we've started looking at, again, recently, but I mean, it goes back to the early 90s, is looking at how we can grow and develop transferable credentials for a professional driver. We all know that MELT is your table stakes. MELT gets you into the industry with a license. It says that you can legally operate the vehicle. We all know that carriers put extensive number of hours into their drivers beyond what a MELT certification brings. However, that training and those programs do not offer a transferable credential between companies. Because quite honestly, there's no standard. So what I do at Rosano is different from what Bison does, is different from what Manitoulin does, and is most definitely different from what that small one-to-three truck operator does in terms of onboarding a driver and saying, hey, now you're safe, you're competent, and I validated that within my training program. What we're trying to do is to support industry in getting to a common understanding of what that training looks like and be able to credential that driver so that every employer they have throughout their career, they don't have to go through that retraining again. And further to that, that there's some systematic ongoing training that's both available and required to maintain a professional designation.
0: Jude Groves has a vision. Change is needed, but change can only happen with cooperation and action action that helps remove roadblocks and detours. A clear path to the future strengthens the will to succeed and develop a new tomorrow.
1: That's exactly where we're targeting, is to be able to get to that point where there's some type of designation or recognized certification for professional drivers, because they are exactly that. There's a whole lot of folks that carry a commercial class license that don't use it. There's a limited number of them that have that Vocational use and can call themselves a professional driver. And anyone that's been through it knows that the MELT training is table stakes to get into the industry. You know, that produces the base level validation of can you safely operate the vehicle? Do you understand the legal requirements as a commercial driver? And can you get it down the road? So when you look at it from that perspective, to say absolutely they can do that safely, that's entry to industry. And then what the carrier does beyond that is an extensive program that creates and validates that competency. You know, at the end of the day, we wanna be able to put that proverbial badge on our folks and say, congratulations, you are the professional that A, you claim to be, and B, that our industry needs. And going full circle in the conversation, it goes back to the image campaign that CTAs put out, really focusing on how do we put the spotlight on those amazing strides our industry has taken from go do a road test and here's your license to highlighting the professionals and the amazing people that work in our industry.
0: Jude Groves, board chair of the Alberta Motor Transport Association, is committed to helping develop significant advancements throughout the trucking industry. We'll hear more from Jude in later episodes. It was June of 1978.
1: Gretzky was only 17 and about to sign his first ever pro contract with the Indianapolis Racers of the World Hockey Association. Gretzky played eight games with Indy and was traded to Edmonton five months later.
0: The booming industry of cellular radio telephones could make it possible for more and more people to have a phone that travels with you. Like this unique cellular portable, which weighs only 30 ounces. In the prime of our youth, we are invincible. Anything is possible. The boundless energy and unbridled enthusiasm that personifies our character is there for all to see. It embodies our spirit, and as we embrace each day, the world sees raw energy that will develop to become tomorrow's visionary. The year was 1978. A young man with a job washing trucks took the next step into what would be a 40-year career in the trucking industry.
2: I got my start in 1978, October the 16th. At 10 o'clock in the morning, I walked out of the DMV here in Calgary with a commercial driver's license, and at noon, I backed under a load of slabs at Conforce in Calgary and drove to Lethbridge to the university.
0: That was Dale Howard, currently in charge of business development at AMTA. Dale has had a long and storied career on the road in law enforcement and driver training. Dale offers his perspective on the reasons it's so difficult to get new people into the industry that he is so passionate about.
2: We can't motivate young people into the industry. Us dinosaurs are leaving the industry. And we're having a harder time attracting new people into the industry. We're just putting up a lot of roadblocks. Since the Humboldt tragedy, and that was a tragic accident, we've introduced the mandatory entry-level driver training program. So that's put a $10,000 barrier up to get drivers into the field. Because of the $10,000 price tag and the hours that are spent to get a license, you don't qualify for a student loan. We are actively trying to have driving recognized as a trade. Currently, Labour Canada recognizes truck drivers is unskilled labor. Go pick a laborer off a cash corner and throw him in a tractor trailer and point him to Vancouver. Wish him luck and let me know how that works out. So there are a tremendous amount of skill sets that are required. We would like to see trucking recognized as a trade through an apprenticeship program. The highway bill that the Biden administration has just put forth to be signed does make transportation a trade. So there will be an apprenticeship program and once we increase the training into an apprenticeship program now, there's student loans and I think we can attract people into the industry, having them recognized as a trade. Insurance is another barrier. It turns into the chicken and egg. You're looking for employment, I'm looking for drivers. You don't have three to five years experience. So, I can't hire you. And your response is well, where do I go get experience? There's a few programs that are available through the larger fleets that are self insured and can take the chance on drivers with no experience, put them through their mentorship program, and allow them to gain experience. But It really doesn't do the industry as a whole a lot of good. It solves their driver problems, but it doesn't really solve problems to the industry. (music) Roughly 83% of our membership is one to five trucks. Only 2% of our industry is the 100 plus fleets. So if you're a smaller carrier, where do you go to get your driver pool from? Because you need three to five years experience. So you've gone to one of the mega carriers. You've got your three to five years experience. Why would you quit that job and come to work for Dale Howard Trucking? Because you've already got seniority. You already understand the program. We put other barriers in. You know, the insurance company really doesn't like you until you're 21 to 25. We've already lost A good chunk of the pool because why am I going to quit my job to go drive a truck when I've already established myself in another field? So those are some of the hurdles that our industry is facing in the big challenges. Other challenges and opportunities are the trades. We're desperately short of trailer mechanics. We're desperately short of truck technicians. So if you don't want to be a truck driver per se, lots of opportunity to enter into the industry as one of the recognized trades you know trailer mechanic truck mechanic refrigeration technician
0: in a survey conducted by trucking hr canada although 40 percent of respondents said their level of business was currently higher than pre-pandemic levels over two-thirds of them were unable to hire all of the people they needed over the past year The main reason is that they receive very few applications for vacant truck driver positions. The ones they do receive rarely have the required levels of training and experience to be able to start work immediately. Almost one-third of employers surveyed stated that retirement and voluntary turnover had increased over the course of the pandemic, further complicating the challenge of filling vacant positions. In fact, the majority of respondents stated that recruiting truck drivers will continue to be the top challenge facing the industry. While this may be the new reality facing the industry today, Dale's enthusiasm and passion for the business offers a glimpse into what other jobs are available.
2: There's just a ton of opportunities. Becoming a driver is really the small d in the process. Once you've been a driver for a while, it opens the doors to safety and compliance. Once you want to take a step back out of the truck and go back into a more normal lifestyle with the opportunity to still go out and drive, because that's the one thing I miss the most, jumping in a truck and just going for a drive. We offer the certified safety transportation professional designation through the AMTA that gives you all the tools you need to go into the safety department. You can go into dispatch. You've been there, you've done that, you know the customers, you know the routes, you've got a feel for how it is out on the road. Drivers make some of the best dispatchers. Load planning, logistics in the office, really the sky's the limit under that truck driver umbrella.
0: Canada's labor force comprises increasing numbers of women, visible minorities, newcomers to Canada, youth, indigenous peoples, and people with disabilities people come to today's workplace with different backgrounds and different needs and expectations. These groups are currently underrepresented in trucking, which means there are untapped labor pools for which the industry needs an attraction and retention strategy. Dale Howard weighs in on this topic.
2: 43% of our industry is non-white, so they make up a huge portion. We would love to see more women in transportation. And trucking really is, truly the only job that regardless of male, female, white, green, blue, black, whatever, you get paid the same as everybody else. So it is truly a gender neutral employment
0: opportunity. With over 40 years in the trucking industry, Dale Howard has seen plenty and in upcoming episodes, we'll share more. Look around the room. Each face tells a story. Each face a weathered look of unyielding commitment to get the job done. Deep crevices frame the eyes of veteran drivers and show the miles they've put behind them. You can see the years on their faces and you watch young drivers become enraptured in the stories. Laughter fills the room. Drivers share the events of their journeys, and when the coffee cup is emptied, the road beckons. There was no memo, no agreement to meet. Drivers just seem to know. Change is brewing in the trucking industry. For the better, better facilities, more truck stops, and a growing list of initiatives vital to the expansion of the trucking industry. That needed change is coming from a number of sources. When the Blue Ribbon
3: Task Force was first envisioned, it was primarily focused on the driver shortage, understanding the root causes, trying to quantify the shortage, and pushing the industry to recognize we need to make some changes. While these are some of the cores that we have today, it's also expanding well beyond this over the years. The BRTF is also now a forum that we really try to raise the bar when it comes to a host of issues related to industry image, recruitment, retention, and multiple other topics.
0: That was Douglas Sutherland. Doug entered the trucking sector over a decade ago after an early career start in the entertainment industry. He holds a Bachelor of Commerce from the University of Victoria and is an executive board member of the BC Trucking Association and Canadian Trucking Alliance. Doug is also president of the Sutherland Group of Enterprises, which also includes BC Ecochips and Landmark Timber Services, and is also first Vice Chairperson of the BCTA Board of Directors.
3: Absolutely it's a worldwide issue and I had no idea the impact this was right across the world and where we sat for recruitment of females in our industry, women, you know, a recruitment of people under 25, like. Canada is so far behind the rest of the world and those demographics, I was, I was blown away by it. You know, I think focus on those areas are going to be critical and it comes back to the image campaign. The one that naturally is close to my heart is the image side. The image campaign itself is the largest, most coordinated public relations campaign targeted primarily to millennials and Gen Zs. As they embark on their new career paths, our ads and content seeks to dispel myths while highlighting opportunities and innovations throughout the industry. Ads displayed on popular platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, showcase people in diversity, evolving career opportunities, technological and environmental innovation, flexibility and benefits of good employers provide, and the sense of charitable and strong community spirit. In the early stages of the campaign, we've already had tremendous success with over 21 million impressions across all platforms and hundreds of qualified leads already generated through the landing pages. It's been incredible. And when it comes to training, the focus here is really to ensure that training support is available for those who want to join our industry. While the introduction of mandatory entry level training in Canada has been great, it's also increased the cost of training by a lot. We're constantly looking at both provincial and federal levels for new ways to ensure new entrants can get the support that they need to join our industry. And from the immigration perspective, just lastly, we're focused on improving the industry's access to to current immigration programs, as well as to establish new programs and streams that are dedicated both to trucking.
0: It's difficult to bring young people into the trucking industry. There are opportunities outside of driving that may not be realized by the public. And with that, there are success stories illustrating how someone can break into the industry.
3: I think the opportunities that are available is huge. Sometimes we have this perceived picture of a truck driver and I think we've all seen that through time, that person in that trucker's hat and what they see. It's not that, it's so much more than that. The technology that is available today, the other jobs from dispatch to planning to HR accounting, they don't see it as a full industry. We're a full-fledged industry with incredible opportunity in an environment that's amazing to work in. But we have this perception of one segment only, and we need to expand beyond that. So I do think that's important that we pull people in, even if it's dispatch, supporting in yards, but get them into our culture in the meantime while we haven't lowered that age. And then let's help them train and get in there and potentially through a class three. And some companies have different parts that we can bring team members into, but it's a gap that we have that I think all countries are looking to. I have a great example of this. His name is Sean Tobolti. His dad was a truck driver. He came in and joined us in high school and started volunteering some time, just wanted to see some things. We hired him on right out of high school and dispatch. He started working there and he understood how that process worked, why we dispatch people the way we did. We look at it now sean's been over a decade with us he's worked in every division of trucking that we have from low bedding logging flat decks residuals fuel hauling reefer for seedlings the most dynamic driver that we have with a pension that is already enormously large he has built a career that is unbelievable straight out of high school and and this is just an example of The opportunity that you have, I'm so proud of Sean Tobolti and the example that he sets for you today and the opportunities he's created.
0: One has to wonder about the temporary foreign workers program and how much, if any, progress has been made in relation to the trucking industry. Doug explains.
3: There's been a lot of progress, perhaps just not fast enough as we'd all like to see, especially given the current labour shortages in our industry and virtually all sectors of the economy. The government has committed to introducing a known employer program for the temporary foreign workers, and I would expect that this would bring a more streamlined application process for participants, but this is still in the early stages and will take some time one thing cta is pushing for is to develop a true trucking stream when it comes to immigration be it the temporary foreign worker program or a standalone program like other sectors have well at this point it's something the government hasn't made any decision on it's something the cta continues to lobby for it's important to remember that it's not just the trucking industry pushing in these areas there's a lot of industry out there that are struggling to find workers they need and we are competing with them.
1: Across the country, employers are having trouble filling positions across the board. A new KPMG survey shows nearly 70% of employers are struggling to find
3: qualified workers. Nonetheless, I am hopeful the government sees the vital role our sector plays in the economy and that they work with us to help bring a new talent stream to our sector. I should also note, I think it's important to recognize that immigration cannot solve all the labor problems on its own. It's just a piece of the puzzle. That's why the CTA and the BRTF are heavily invested in other strategies to attract talent to our industry here at home. As I mentioned before, through the CTA image campaign and through the lobbying for entry level training support for new entrants, hopefully the government sees our industry as a real comprehensive plan when it comes to expanding our workforce and that they choose to come to the table as partners to help.
0: Douglas Sutherland is a driving force behind initiating much needed change in an industry he loves. Take note of his name, as you'll likely hear more from Doug as the industry moves forward in a new direction. Before we leave, we'll go on the road with Dale Howard, as he shares stories and highlights of his adventures as a long haul trucker.
2: Once you've got through the mentorship program, some carriers allow you to take passengers as well as pets. Funny story, I decided one Christmas to take my now wife for a trip down to Los Angeles. We had a load of furniture that we were peddling to hotels, uh, some fairly high end hotels, but things were pretty loose. So we could stop in Vegas and see if we were done with the money that we'd left there on previous trips to see if we could have that back. And then our dispatch home was again, pretty loose. So we made a holiday out of it. Note to self, never give Allison the roadmap and let her give you directions. There are some beautiful homes in Beverly Hills. The streets are awfully narrow when you're in a Kenworth and a 53 foot trailer, but boy, uh, do they ever have nice homes. And Allison, bless her heart, just, you know, once she realized that, boy, we were lost. I just quietly pulled over and took custody of the map and found out where we were and how much trouble we were in and got us off to our next destination. So I think another trip, we were in some adverse weather conditions and she was getting quite panicky on how the highway was looking and how hard the snow was coming down and... I kept reassuring her that now is not the time to panic. It's not that bad out there, there is lots of time to panic, and now is just not a good time to waste your panic. So we got down the road about another hour, and she's laying in the sleeper reading a book, and I can see the truck stop coming into sight, going to shut down for the night, and I said, you know, if you want to get up, now is a good time to panic. Road conditions have deteriorated that much, but luckily in my enforcement career, the government spent a lot of money on my driving skills, so we got there safe and sound. She has never forgiven me for that statement.
0: The road, a twisting, winding path leading to another warehouse door. Along the way, the mind meanders, absorbing the beauty of the surrounding countryside. Where does the next highway lead? And what stories are yet to be written? Drivers are needed in an industry that is ready to welcome newcomers with open arms. For more information about the trucking industry in Alberta, please visit the Alberta Motor Transport Association website at amta.ca. This episode has been brought to you in part by Le Capital Financial Security. Le Capital, the preferred choice of the Alberta truck driver. Join us for the next episode of Shifting Gears, the future of professional trucking. In our next episode coming early in the new year, we'll look at the high-tech revolution in the trucking industry and see what the future holds. We'll explore technical needs for drivers, talk about autonomous trucks, and learn more about the hydrogen revolution.